Well, well, well. It looks like Finland has once again claimed the title of the world's happiest country. Not for the first, not for the second, or even the third time, but for the sixth straight year. That is some serious happiness stamina. According to the UN's World Happiness Report, which I would love to read, Finland ranks high in categories such as health, income, and social support. And let's be real, those three things are pretty important when it comes to our overall well-being. Finland seems to have unlocked the secret to happiness. And honestly, I'm a bit jealous. I mean, I'm a blue sky kind of guy. And so I'm really curious. I don't know. Maybe it's time we all take a flight to Helsinki to see what their secret is. But I'll do us even better than taking a flight to Helsinki. Though it does sound pretty fun. So I turned to a friend of mine. His name is Darren, who's actually part of the team. He happens to live in Helsinki. When I asked him if there was something in the water making everyone so happy, he just kind of chuckled and said, No, no, it's, it's not that we're happy. We're content. We've simply learned to be content. He said it kind of as if he'd been asked this every day. It wasn't like a, a question that surprised him. And then I thought, well, maybe it's because that's just how he sees life. We have learned to simply be content. Oh, how refreshing is that? It's rare to hear someone say that they're, they're content with their lives in a world that is constantly pushing us for more. And unlike the rest of us who endlessly search for happiness, the Finnish people have perfected the art of just being happy with what they have. It's almost like a superpower in this never-ending rat race. Perhaps there's something to be learned from our Finnish neighbors. And I will say, ever since that conversation with Darren, you would not believe how many times I have found myself pausing to say, hmm, I'm really content right now. It's really astounding how powerful that seed of that word was planted. Recently, I was in a meeting where I was asked about the progress of a project that I'm working on. And instead of going for the usual spiel, listing out the pros and the cons and what needs to be done and what have you, I paused and I said, you know what? I'm really content. It was like a weight had been lifted off of my shoulders as soon as I said those words. I'm really content. Sometimes we get so caught up in the hustle and the bustle of life that we forget to check in with ourselves and see how we're actually doing. And let's be real, who doesn't want to feel content? It's a feeling that so many of us strive for, but often we forget to acknowledge when we actually have it. Have you ever paused in the middle of a conversation and realized that you are truly Content. It's a powerful moment when you acknowledge that despite any challenges, despite any setbacks, you are ultimately satisfied 
with where you are in life. So take a moment. Breathe. Ask yourself, are you content? Oh, but Chad, you ask. Being content, I mean, that means being complacent, right? Being content and complacent, they're the same thing, aren't they? Excellent question, this difference between contentment and complacency. Let me put it this way. Close your eyes. Let's picture this. Imagine that you are floating on a calm lake. Perhaps you're in a canoe, right? And it's quiet. It's super early in the morning. The sun is beginning to come up. You're hearing the birds, and it's so peaceful, right? Being content is like floating on this calm lake. You're just enjoying the surrounding, the beauty that is everywhere. You're really living in the moment. You're soaking it all in. Now, in contrast, being complacent is like sitting in this canoe that has a few holes. It's slowly sinking, but you're not noticing the water coming in because you're too comfortable with where you are. Think about that. Being content is living in the moment. Being complacent can often be being too comfortable. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. Now I must take a brief detour. While I'm certainly content to keep chatting away, which I will, I would be complacent if I didn't mention that it is the first episode of the month. This is the time where I express my gratitude to those who keep this podcast boat afloat and gently encourage others to toss in a life preserver. By contributing just 2 or $3 a month at cometdownpodcast.com, you can help prevent this podcast from sinking into the murky depths of complacency. Thank you. That is all. And now back to our delightful conversation with great content. <laughs> So at first, these two concepts may seem similar, content, complacent. But in reality, they're quite different. Being content is about feeling satisfied and grateful for what you have, while being complacent is about being stagnant and settling for less than you deserve. Rewind that if you need to, but it's important. Being content is about feeling satisfied while being complacent is about being stagnant. I've personally struggled with this concept in my life, and I'm sure many of you have as well. There's a fine line between being content with where you are in life and being too comfortable, which then leads to complacency. Being content is important. It means that you appreciate the good things in your life, whether it's your your job or your relationships or your home, It's about finding joy in the present moment and being grateful for what you have. Being content is healthy. It's healthy for your mental and emotional well-being and it's something that we should all strive for. But however, being complacent, on the other hand, it can actually be quite harmful. It's when you stop striving for growth. It's when you begin to settle for less 
and what you feel you deserve. It's when you become too comfy in your situation, even if it's not ideal. Complacency can hold you back from achieving your full potential and living how you really see your life. So the question is, how do you know if you're content or if you're complacent? Well, let's open this up just a bit. Let's first look at the word content. The word content actually popped up around the 15th century from the Latin word contentious. I took Latin in high school and I failed miserably. That's a whole other episode. But if you've listened to my other episodes, you all know that I am a literature nerd and words have deep meanings. So I'm going to go deep here, but stick with me. It's so important. This is going to blow your mind because it blew my mind when I went and did the deep dive. So the word content, as I mentioned, it started with the Latin word contentious. But what is related to that verb, continue, C-O-N-T-I-N-E-O, continue, which means to hold together. Okay, well, that doesn't make sense. I mean, to hold together, what does that mean? How does that relate to content? Bear with me. The connection between to hold together and the meaning of content lies in the idea of, wait for it, completeness. When something holds together well, it is stable, it is complete, it is balanced. Imagine that. So in the context of personal emotions, or even our mental state, to hold together can be seen as a metaphor for having your needs and desires met leading to a sense of balance and satisfaction. In other words, when you are content, you're emotionally and mentally held together. You're complete by what you have or the situation that you're in. Oh, that just blew my mind. That whole deep dive of the word content and how to look at that word as being to hold together. I mean, think about it. Instead of constantly striving for something more, right? We're looking to the past for what we could have done. What if we learned to appreciate and cherish the moment, the moment that is holding us together? Being content isn't about settling for less, but rather finding joy and beauty in the moments we're given. That calming lake as we float with such grace. Now, complacent, I came to find, has similar origins and meaning as content. Yes, you heard me right. Originally, the word complacent meant to be very pleasing or to please greatly. But over time, the word changed through different languages, and now it has this slightly negative meaning, right? So today, complacent describes someone who is self-satisfied or not aware, or even concerned about potential problems or the need to improve. Basically, they believe everything is already perfect or just fine as it is, no need to push the envelope, which may make you think of the word lazy. And I bring this up for a reason, as they can loosely seem related. Complacency means a state of self satisfaction, where someone may not see the need 
for any improvement or any change. Now, on the other hand, laziness to find someone who is not motivated enough to put in the effort or engage in something that requires energy. And sometimes when a person is complacent, they tend to be lazy, right? And their lack of motivation might prevent them from pursuing personal development, right? Or thinking that everything is good as is. But here's something I want you to remember. Not all complacent people are lazy. Not all lazy people are complacent. I'm going to say that again. Not all complacent people are lazy. Not all lazy people are complacent. Someone that is complacent might be proactive within their comfort zone, but they're just not seeking new challenges. Whereas a lazy person just may avoid work or the efforts altogether and just stay on the couch, even if they want to change. Sometimes when we get too comfortable doing the same things every day, we stop trying new things and we stop taking new risks. This can make us complacent, which means we're not motivated enough to improve or try new things. So to make sure that we are not living a complacent life, we're getting close to the edge, I'm going to share three things that we can do. Are you ready? Write this down. I hope you are. Number one, take a gratitude inventory. Take a few moments each day to reflect on what you're grateful for in your life. Write down three things you appreciate each day, whether it's something as simple as having a warm cup of coffee in the morning or something bigger like a promotion at work. This will help you focus on the good things in your life and appreciate what you have. Keep these in the journal. Really, put the year on the cover of the journal and so you can go back and look at this when you need a pick-me-up when you need that little boost of saying hey you're working hard it's paying off take a gratitude inventory number two step out of your comfort zone yes you saw this one coming we all have something that we've been meaning to do Maybe we just haven't gotten around to it. So this week, let's make it happen. Whether it's finally trying that Thai restaurant down the street or signing up for a pottery class, let's push ourselves out of our comfort zones. It's easy to fall into the trap, this routine that we often do, but stepping outside of it it can lead to personal growth and it can lead us from turning into couch potatoes. Step out of your comfort zone. Once a week, write down on this journal, on this piece of paper, one thing that you can try to step out of your comfort zone. And then finally, step number three, set goals. Setting goals is a great way to ensure that we don't become complacent, right? When we set goals for ourselves, We have something to work towards. We have something to look to, to to strive for. These goals can be big or small, short-term or long-term, but the important thing is they can give us a sense of purpose and give us a sense of direction. Start with the goals being simple. I read this amazing article the other day how this guy, he wanted to run a marathon and he had never run before. So day one, he puts his shoes by his front door 
And that's it. That's all he did for that day. On the second day, he put them on and walked to his mailbox and then back to the house. That was it for day two. Day three, he walked for five minutes on his street, right? And so you're seeing this like little by little each day, he had a win. He accomplished something that seemed so small, but it set him up for the next day, feeling like, you know what? I've accomplished something. I can do whatever it is I'm about to do. And little by little, these steps, they eventually got him to where he ran his first 5K, all by convincing himself one small win at a time that he could do something. Set small attainable goals that put you in the direction of your purpose, but write them down, look at them, be able to set a sight on these goals. If you don't write them down, they won't be in your mind. So again, take a gratitude inventory, step out of your comfort zone, and then set goals. Going back to the floating on a calm lake metaphor, yes, it's nice to rest in placid waters, but sometimes a speedboat called life just zooms by which then creates a whole host of waves and currents that can take us in different directions. You know, it's up to us to choose how we navigate. We can either just panic and just try to hold on as the waves batter us to and fro, or we can try to turn in the right direction. You are going to encounter stormy seas and rocky shores, but you also may discover breathtaking sunsets, hidden treasures, you would have never found otherwise. Remember, it's okay to be content with where you are in life, but don't let that contentment turn into complacency. Take risk, try new things, set goals that challenge you to be your best self. With each step you take, you'll be charting a course that's your own, one that leads to a life filled with purpose meaning with fulfillment and yes even a life feeling content for more episodes concert dates or to send me some delicious chocolate chip cookies visit gometdownpodcast.com this podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. Now, before we part ways, I want to remind you that the views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and not intended to serve as a substitute for medical advice or diagnoses rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Please seek the advice of a licensed physician or therapist for any medical or emotional concerns. I'm not a licensed therapist or a physician, but I am an empath by nature, and I hope this and future podcast episodes can aid your emotional needs. To find a list of licensed professionals in your area, visit commentdownpodcast.com. And if you enjoy this podcast and want to support the time the person involved, and content you hear each week, please consider pitching in 2 or $3 a month. Your contribution will help keep this podcast ad-free. 
Visit CommentDownPodcast.com, look for the white coffee cup with the heart in the center, or scan the QR code at the bottom of the page. Again, CommentDownPodcast.com. Remember, be kind to your mind. And join me next week as we comment down. <laughs>